And so the first point I want to make, boy, and I tell you, get ready to rumble. Every, an, an, an evil heart, an evil heart mm -hmm, is someone who creates confusion and contention. Oh, if you don't believe what I'm saying, the Bible says in Psalm 5 and verse 8, an evil heart is someone that causes confusion and contention. I'm trying to let you know tonight that if you've been in a situation where you've just come out of the blue and you've caused contention and you've caused evil and, 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 and you've caused confusion and you've lied and misrepresented, then brethren, you are somebody that the Bible calls evil. Well, well, well. The second thing the Bible lets us know about an evil heart. And evil, evil hearts are experts of fooling others with their smooth speech and flattering words. Have mercy. And boy, when I looked at that in Psalm 50 and verse 19, I realized that there are some of us that can use our words to woo people. Come on now, to turn people's heads, to make people give us money, to make people give away their livelihood. We would do that. We're very persuasive in speech. And that is one thing that the enemy can use. If God isn't using it for evangelism, then the devil will use it and allow you to become an evil person. As we saw in the testimony, Peter came into her life, gave her some smooth words, invited her for the weekend. And brethren, what a thing. Invited her for the weekend, said they weren't going to sleep together. But in the back of his mind, brethren, he was using the words to get the woman to a point. That he was going to take away the thing that she held dearly. Because of his smooth words. The third thing. As we, the Bible talks about evil hearts, evil hearts crave, mm -hmm, crave and demand control. And their highest authority is their own self-reference. Lord, help me. Their highest authority is their own self-reference. Romans chapter 2 and verse 8 reminds us of this. It tells us about the danger mm, of seeking your own self-reference and your own self-reliance. And Paul counsels us against it and suggests that that is evil. And sometimes we sit in meetings at church or at work or at, at school, at other places, and all we have on our minds is how to make our own self better. Some of us talk too much. We don't want nobody else to talk. We all want to, it's all about us. It's all about us. I came by here to tell you what is truly about us is that brethren, we are evil. And if it wasn't for the goodness of God, we will not be in this place tonight. But the Bible says we're all evil. Now look at the fourth point tonight. Lord have mercy. Evil hearts. Hmm. Play on the sympathies of good-willed people. Oh, Lord. Often trumping the grace card to make people feel bad. 
they manifest themselves by looking at people and 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 then then after making them feel warm and fuzzy then they pull the carpet out from under them and they allow them to fall flat on their faces they're good at talking about forgiveness good at talking about in intimacy good at talking about empathy and they talk about how how they can help you take your pain away when the reality is they're allowing you into a false sense smoking mirrors and many people have fallen for evil people who play the grace card. And a lot of preachers, boy, help me tonight. A lot of preachers around this land can play the grace card so well. Pastor, they play it so well that man, their churches are full. Come on now. And they lure people into a false sense. And let me say this to you. Any preacher that is talking about, uh -huh, about grace and acting as if grace is something that will keep you here. Brethren, grace is something that will take you out of here into the kingdom of God. And a lot of our preachers are preaching this prosperity stuff. They're talking about life here. None of them are talking about the second coming. I heard TD the other day, and man, he's talking about all this stuff. And I love his preaching, but the reality is you're never going to hear him preach a sermon about the second coming of Jesus Christ because it's all about here. Yeah. It's all about here. And I went down to KICC and I, I sat there New Year's Eve. And in my mind, I'm thinking about if I'm preaching a New Year's Eve sermon, I'm going to talk about I can't wait for the reunion in the sky. Come on now. But yeah. brethren, the man didn't take us there. He kept us at KICC. Hmm. And that is no hope. And I'm not saying he's evil, but I am saying, but brethren, when all we do have mercy, is play the grace card and act like this is it. We lure people into a sense that is not biblical. And if it's not biblical, then it's not from God. And if it's not from God, I came by here to tell you, it is evil. Well, the final point I wanna make on this one before I flip the script, hallelujah, is this, number five, evil hearts, have no conscience or remorse. Lord help us. No conscience or remorse. And in your spare time, read Proverbs 2 and verse 14. I want to read that one. Proverbs 2 and verse 14. I need to put my glasses on. I'm almost 60 now. I need some glasses. Amen, Luan. Amen. 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 Don't say amen. I dare you not to say amen at this time. Amen. amen. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. The Bible says, the Bible says, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in perseverance of evil. Mm. Those who, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Lord have mercy. We're talking about people that have no conscience or no remorse and they rejoice in evil. Do you know that there are people out there who do evil and, and have evil ways and enjoy the fact 
that they have those ways and they're making money of it. They're leading people astray. And brethren, the worst thing is they come into a church, come on now, with a word, with a, with a strange sense of I'm going to do it my way. And I told someone the other day that it's God's church, not your church. And when we're in the church, we do it God's way. Hallelujah. And the good news is, man, I'm glad I belong to the Adventist church because I believe that we are doing it God's way. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. We're doing it God's way. We don't have a perfect situation. Everybody from the preacher to the floor, we're all trying to make it in, but we have recognized that the evil in us needs to come out. And we come tonight and every night for the next two weeks crying out to God. Hmm. God, I'm tired of these evil ways. And if you're not repenting, then you are not remorseful. Brethren, the Bible says that you are evil. Well, if I left it there and I said my prayers and I went home, I would be like the person that loves to see their neighbors stumble. And as they stumble, they wash their hands and say, praise the Lord, somebody else has fallen. But tonight I came by here to tell you, I don't want to see nobody fall. Come on now. And Amen. so what I did was these traits, I looked in my own life. And I realized that when I was sinking deep in sin, these are the traits that I had. These five traits that I gave you, I, was, I, I, I have accomplished all of them for evil. But now in Mark chapter five, hallelujah. When the man was in evil, when he was cutting himself, living amongst the tombs, come on now, and he was living by the place called Gadarenes, and he was there when he was in that state, when nobody could bind him. He was evil from the floor up. He was, his attitude was evil. His mind was evil. And if we know anything about evil, the devil is the father of evil. And I'm so glad, hallelujah, that when Jesus rebukes evil, he doesn't rebuke the person, but he rebukes the evil that's within them. Come on now. When he met Peter, he said, get thee behind me. Get thee behind thee, Satan. In other words, Peter, you are not the one that is evil. It's the devil that's in you at this particular time. And I'm rebuking the devil in Jesus' name. And brethren, you can call us all names. You can call us all our sins. But the reality is tonight. I'm glad God doesn't call us by our sins. But he calls the devil what his rightful name is, and that is evil. Well, in Mark chapter 5, you know the story. The man is cutting himself. And let me just say this. One of the traits of modern-day evil is self-harm. It's self-harm. The Bible, the Bible, statistics says that almost 50% of our teenagers in high schools are doing self-harm. Suicide amongst men, black men and, and Asian men and, 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 and uh, minority men is the highest ever in the history of the world. Brethren, in this place we call England, over 3,000 men have committed suicide, more than women, more than children, more than anything else. And you thought that social media was to blame. It was still that high without social media. Evil seems to be everywhere. Self-harm is on the rise. Men are turning their backs and walking away and committing suicide. 
And now all of a sudden, we have identity issues. And so much things are going wrong. But I came by here to tell you that in the midst of the man's problems of Mark chapter five, hallelujah, here comes Jesus. Now, 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 some of you I know are very conservative. If I was preaching this on Sunday morning in the Church of God in Prophecy, I guarantee you when I said what I just said, the folk will start shouting because they know something about Jesus. Come on now. Now, Jesus had just dealt with the storm on Galilee. Come on now. He walks into a demonic storm. Come on. And he walks into the demonic storm and he leaves there in the, on, on Galilee, calming the storm. And when he gets to the man at the Gadarenes, when he gets to the man possessed, by demons, you would have thought he was too tired to deal with the man. But I told someone the other day, Jesus never sleeps nor slumbers. For seven months, the woman said she didn't sleep and she was like a zombie. But I don't know about God. God, God is so unique, man. He don't need to sleep because he's God. And so the situation is he came across from the lake. And when he came and he met the man, he saw the man. The man now sees Jesus a great way off. Hallelujah. And as he sees him a great way off, the Bible says he runs to him. Hallelujah. I came by here to tell you that in the Hebrew and in the Greek, that word run means he moved quickly. Don't remain in your evil state. Come on now. Move quickly towards Jesus. That's my first point of combating your evil behavior is move quickly towards Jesus. I told someone the other day, when I've sinned, I've learned to go quickly to Jesus. Come on. I don't want to die in my sin. I don't want my sin to be inside of me so long that I forget to confess it. The moment I realize that I've done wrong, it doesn't matter if I caused it or not. I go directly to Jesus. Hallelujah. The man ran to Jesus. And that's my point tonight is that as you realize your situation, Brethren, please run to Jesus. He runs as fast as he can. Now, the problem in the text is, the problem in the text is a simple one. And that is the man is moving towards Jesus and the demons are scared. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The demons are scared. What I like about this particular text, hallelujah, is that the demons are scared. Brethren, hello, wake up your neighbor, elbow the person next to you, talk to your guardian angel. Brethren, I came by here to tell you that the demons are scared. The same evil that's inside of you that the devil placed there. The moment you run to Jesus, the devil is backing up. That is why you don't have to be in the same proximity as Jesus in order for your evil to go. All you have to do is move towards him. And the circumference of his presence, oh, you didn't hear what I said. And the circumference of his presence is enough to encapsulate you and demons back up, hallelujah. And they take off in Jesus' name. I wish somebody would smile. Some of you looking miserable. I'm preaching, even the devil himself wants to say hallelujah. And you're all looking Amen. miserable. Amen. Well, I tell yes, you, yes. I tell you, I'm, going go, I'm going to go on the street 
of Lennox in Finsbury, in Finsbury Park and start preaching on the street. Because pastor, I don't know, they, you, you smiling, but the rest of them, I'm not sure. Maybe it's because you know where I'm going in the text. But you know, one thing about preachers, man, you gotta be careful because the preachers already know where you're going. They know where you're gonna end up. But but boy, I tell you, because so the pastor been grinning from my started. But some of y'all, you all need to put on some Holy Ghost glasses and follow the thing and get to my destination before me and start hollering because you know that all good things come from God. Come on now. And so the man, the first thing you gotta do in order to combat the evil that's inside of you is run to Jesus. The second thing, mm, mm, he runs to Jesus and he falls on his knees. That was somebody was here. Amen, amen. Falls on his knees. That's what it says. The, the, the good news Bible says he runs and he falls on his knees before Jesus. Hallelujah. The demons probably was trying to hold him back. The demons was trying to keep him away. But brethren, let me say this to you. Hallelujah. When you are in the, I, I don't know. Let me just, let me go this way. Have you ever played basketball? Mm-hmm. And, and Cresswell, you're taking off and you're moving like you, you're about to slam dunk. Come on. But while you're in the air, you haven't dunked yet. But everyone around you is shouting and praising and hallelujahing because you're about to do something that probably they can't do. Yeah, yeah. So they're going up and going up, going up. Brethren, when the man was moving towards Jesus, hallelujah, before he even got to his knees, once he started going down towards his knees, hallelujah, Brethren, everybody in the, in the cosmic world started to celebrate because they knew that self-harm was about to go. They knew, hallelujah, that cutting himself was about to go. They knew that, 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 that the issue of demon possession was about to be broken in Jesus' name. Amen. They knew that if he could just get to his knees, mm -hmm. hallelujah. And sometimes that's why the first thing to go in the midst of your trial is your ability to pray. I hear people all the time say, Pastor Ray, man, I, I don't feel like praying anymore. It's because the devil knows that if you get to your knees, he's a defeated foe. As a matter Amen. of fact, he's already defeated in Jesus' name. Amen. So the man falls on his knees. That's my second point in combating evil people. Brethren, first, you got to run to Jesus. Secondly, you got to fall on your knees. But look at the third point. And this is in verses seven and eight. Brethren of Mark chapter five. He acknowledges God and his power to change. Acknowledges God. The man gets to the point where he realizes, and now Ellen White suggests that this, what's going on here now, the next point is a discourse between the demons and Jesus. Jesus. So hold on a second. Even the demons recognize that they are lightweight, hey, compared to my God. All right. say nothing. All right. I'm going to go again. At least two people go and say something. Yes, and I don't get yes. you to mute yourself, move your mouth, move your hand, <laughs> move something or write in the chat. Come on now, do something, Bridget, because I came by here to tell you that the devil is lightweight compared to my God. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Hallelujah. When God comes into your life, the devil has to flee. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. When Jesus shows up, hallelujah. Brethren, the Bible lets us know that you have to acknowledge God's power and then your evil will dissipate in Jesus' name. As a matter of fact, say to God, God, I admit I got evil traits 
but I acknowledge your power to take away my evil and to turn my life around in Jesus' name. I wish somebody would smile. Amen. Praise the Lord. I tell you, man, when we start operating on that level, hallelujah, brethren, when we start operating on that level, we are shouting to God, boy, because there's nobody that can take away my sins, pastor. No, but the blood of Jesus. Amen. Yes, sir. Evilness that's so and so deep inside of some of us. Brethren, we got to go to God just as deep as we're working for the devil. And brethren, we got to say to God, hallelujah, God, we acknowledge your, the situation. We're confessing our sins and we need your grace now. Amen. Cover us with your blood in Jesus' name. Acknowledge, hallelujah. In verse 7 and 8, for the Bible says, and, and he screamed with a loud voice, Jesus, son of the most high. Look at that. He knew it. The demons know exactly who he is. Jesus, son of the most high. What do you want me? What do you want with me? For God's sake, I beg you, don't punish me. The demon's scared. Don't punish me. But, you know, this makes me laugh because some of us, we are so scared and frightened of demons. Pastor, I've never met people in my life who are scared of demons, man. Elders won't pray because they say you got to pray a special prayer around demons. Prayer warriors won't go where demons are. Come on now, people are scared. But in the text, when Jesus is on the case, hallelujah, brethren, the demons are the one that's scared. Amen. That's why the best way to overcome evil is to have Christ in your life. Amen. In Jesus' name. If you've got demons in your house, brethren, you better learn to shout the name of Jesus throughout your house. Brethren, you may not even pray for nothing else, but just say the name of Jesus. Come on now. Yes, Jesus, sir. Jesus. Hey, Master, Savior, Jesus. Like a fragrance after the rain. Mm. Kings and kingdoms may all pass away, but there's something about that name. Take the name of Jesus, Jesus. with you, child of sorrow and of woe. He will joy. Oh boy, I wish I could hear Marvin right now. He will joy and comfort give you. Take his name wherever you go. Precious name. Oh, how sweet. Hope of earth and joy of heaven. I'm talking about walk around your house. Walk around your community. Walk around your job. Walk around your school and just Say the name of Jesus. Amen. And what circumstances change as demons flee in Jesus' name? Well, let me get to the last three and then you're going to go to bed because some of you are looking like you're tired. You know, you had a hard day and you don't want to hear this preacher go on anymore. But just in sure. case you're a visiting friend, and, I, and I, want, I love the visitors because they seem to look more attentive at me. And so visitors, uh, you know, just invite some more friends. Visitors, if you're a visitor out there tonight, just invite some more people. Yeah, I like visitors. You know, the church folk, they already heard me preach. They probably say, oh, preacher, hurry up, let me go to bed. But the visitors, man, I can see them. They're riveted to the screen like they're watching Love Island. Come on, daddy, watch it. And, and, and this is Love Island because God's love is deeper than anybody in Love Island. Come on. Amen. God doesn't deal with an island. He deals with a city. Come on, say amen. Amen. The amen. New Jerusalem. You ain't saying nothing. I'm just going by myself. So I won't preach you by myself. Maybe I'm the only one who's evil in the program. Now watch this, watch this. Hallelujah. Seven verse seven and eight says we have to acknowledge God's power to change. But look at verse, boy, look at verse eight, the last part. Mm. Let Jesus deal with the evil. Don't try to fight it alone. The man was probably fighting for his life. Right. That is why they tried to chain him down. He was breaking the chains. 
Because when I'm telling you, supernatural behavior is not always the person being bad. They're trying to get out of it, some of them. They're trying to fight their way out of it. But because they're trying to fight alone, they're not going to make it. Brethren, I told a lady the other day, she told me, I, I told the devil, I told the devil this and I told the devil that. I said, lady, don't talk to the devil. Talk to God and let God talk to the devil. Come on, say amen. Don't talk to the devil. Are you mad? Brethren, you are, we're not resting against flesh and blood, <laughs> a spiritual wickedness in high places. Only God can deal with the devil. Don't try to act like you big and bold because you studied some Sabbath school lesson or you read the desire of ages or, or, or you decided you went to school to Oakwood and they taught you how to anoint and all this wonderful stuff. And now you call you some ghostbuster. And you walk <laughs> up in the place like you're some ghostbuster. Brethren, like, like Acts chapter 19, they thought they were ghostbusters. They took Paul's script and they started reading Paul's script to the demon. The demon whooped them beat them up, streak them naked and put them out there and embarrass them. Don't read no script. Talk to God. Hallelujah. He can fight for you. As a matter of fact, when it comes to major trials, he says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let me get to my fifth point. Boy, this is so deep. Mm. When he asked the demons, and this is in verse 9 of Mark chapter 5, when he asked the demons and the man, uh -huh, he said, how many are you? Uh -huh. They said that we are legion, or in the Good News Bible, we are a mob. The, the, the Greek here lets us know that there was probably about 2,000 demons in this person. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. But they answered obediently because even demons have to obey God. I'll go again, I'll go again. They answered obediently. And the song says, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. Boy, Marvin, I don't know if you're playing it for me now, but trust and obey. And I came by here to tell you that I learned in my sinful life that the best way out of a trial is to start obeying God. Come on now. Brethren, if you are struggling financially, then maybe you should stop giving a tithe. Come on, say amen. Brethren, if you're struggling with fornication and adultery, maybe you should turn off the TV at certain times of night. Hello? If you, you, should, you, should, you shouldn't buy some newspapers. I'm trying to tell you that you might as well start obeying God and watch God get you out of the trial. Because obedience is better than sacrifice. Because there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Did you know that demons do evangelism? Hey. And that's why the man had 2,000 demons in him. I came by here to tell you, uh, the kids used to sing a song, Oh, be careful little eyes what you see. For there's a father up above looking down in tender love. And I used to think that was just a little nice song that we sang as children. However, when I started reading books on demon possession, I finally realized that the eyes is the window to the soul. As a matter of fact, every sense that you have, ha, huh, yeah, is ways that demons can inhabit your body. Hello, and your mind. 
I'm suggesting tonight that as one thing, you've got lying is a demon, and you've got cheat that is his brother, and you've got guilt that is his friend, and you've got shame that is his cousin. Come on now. And brethren, they're having a whole party in your life. They're doing evangelism, and they're living in you. And you wonder why when one thing goes, another thing pops up. And that's because, brethren, they're in your life. And let me say this. Demons enter our bodies and our mind through what we watch most of the time to our, through our association. They call it demonic attachments. Come on now. Through the people that we're with, through the places that we go, watch people, places, and things. That is areas where the enemy can come into your life. And brethren, I don't care how boring church is versus a nightclub. I'm going to go to church. Hallelujah. The Lord is there. I'm not going to go to the nightclub where I don't know what they're singing. I don't know what the music is. People are gyrating and drinking. And that is a cocktail for possession. Mm. And I'm pausing for effect. Yes, sir. Because it's serious right now. Because in this life where we live in now, where they're opening pubs and closing churches, mm. I have a problem. Well, hmm. obedience. But let me move to my final point because I can see Marvin wants to play something and he's waiting for me to get to Amen, amen, amen. I don't know how we're going to do it, Marvin, but you need to somehow tomorrow, whatever, you need to be playing something at the end of this thing, boy, because, you know, you can't be just sitting there looking like a spectator. Amen, amen. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Hallelujah. Watch the final point. Mm. The man now, hmm is cleared of the demon, not because he said so, but because Jesus said so. Hallelujah. Demon says, get out of the man, you unclean spirit. Get out of him. Leave him alone. Brethren, you can talk to the demon all you want, and the demon will have a good laugh at you. But let Jesus do the talking, and the demon won't come back in your life. I told someone the other day, that if you change your habits because you belong to a denomination, then you will that, that, that habit will come right back on you. But if you change it because you love Jesus, hallelujah, and you allow Christ to inhabit your life, brethren, you won't even need a 12-step program. Hallelujah. You just need a step towards Jesus. That's right, Marvin. You just need a one step towards Jesus. Hallelujah. And I guarantee you that one step you make towards Jesus will get the demons and the bad habits out of your life in Jesus' name. Well, the man who is demon, was demon possessed. You know what I love about Jesus? It took him 19 verses to get the demons out. Some of us, it takes years because we, we want to hold on to the same rubbish that we've been holding on to. You can't do the same thing and expect a different result. Brethren, I had to learn that the hard way. And I'm trying, brethren, you don't need to come to where I came. Because, boy, it ain't an easy road. I'm telling you, it ain't an easy road. But, but let me say this. Mm, 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 mm. In verse 19, the man now is set himself up because he is now cleansed from the demon. Jesus gets rid of the demons, come on now, throws them over into some pigs and they jump over the cliff. What I like about this particular move from Jesus is this, is that there is a system in the Old Testament Hebrew, kind after kind. Uh -huh. So we got an unclean spirit or unclean spirits. 
Now, there were oh, animals grazing everywhere because it was a farm-like situation. But now he cast the demons into pigs because kind after kind, you're not following me. Unclean spirits goes with unclean food. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because they both reap the same uh, dividends. So the idea is, is that the unclean spirit couldn't go into cow and couldn't go into lamb and couldn't go into sheep because they were clean. You ain't hearing what I'm saying. But the pig was the only animal in the area that was unclean. So it was okay to throw them in to the pigs. And then when the pigs jumped over the edge, not only did the, the not only did the unclean demons disappear, hallelujah, but brethren, also the unclean food. And I'm trying to tell you, my name is not Chitty, but there is something terribly wrong with eating pigs. Come on now, because God did not create them for consumption. God did not create them for our lives. And if Chitty goes on to talk about high blood pressure, you will know why you shouldn't eat a pig. If he goes on to talk about worms in your system, you will know why you shouldn't eat a pig. Kind with kind, unclean with unclean. And the final result for both of them is death. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, well, well. Verse 19 should bring a shout even out of the most conservative person. Because the reality is, and Pastor Mohan, I know your church ain't conservatives. I don't try it. All it takes some time is Marvin to play a chord and the whole church go mad. It is the easiest church to preach in. Yeah, and don't talk about King's Cross. I thought King's Cross was conservative. When I did the revival there, there was one brother, I can't remember his name. He was in a wheelchair. And brethren, when I started preaching, my man then lifted up his cane to the sky. Come on, say amen. It's just the same as if lifting up a leg. Come on, say amen. <laughs> lifted up his cane to the sky. And we had two weeks of Holy Ghost in that building. Brethren, I came by here to tell you that the, the, what the word of God says in verse 19 should make you get happy. Because the man now is clothed in his right mind. Only God can do that. Yeah. Clothed in his right mind. And look at the final result. The man said. The people were asking the question, who is this? Because the man looked different. Is this the same man? This is not the same man that was cutting himself and, and, and they couldn't control him and he was living amongst dead people. And oh, Is this the same man? But in verse 19, Jesus lets them know it's the same man. Now the man says to Jesus, I want to go where you're going. You know something? When God has blessed you, you don't want to let him go. You don't want to let him go, man. You know, if I was the man, I'd untied myself to Jesus and I'm going everywhere he's going. Because if he can get those demons, 2,000 demons out of somebody, wow. I want to be close to Jesus. Come on now. Yes, the sir. good news is, the good news is, is that Jesus is not bodily here. Yeah, like super glue, Chris, when I see that. The good news is, is, <laughs> is that Jesus is not bodily here, but he said, I'm going to send you another comforter. Hmm. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. Brethren, I'm trying to tell you that because the Holy Spirit is here, you can be in his presence every day, seven days a week, 24-7. Come on now. You can be in the presence of God. Hallelujah. You, all you got to do is stay wrapped up, tangled up in him. And so the man says to Jesus, can I go with you? Jesus says, no. And here comes the reason for what Jesus did. Hmm. He says, go. 
and tell your friends and your family what good things hey, God has done for you.